know that there is a prophet in Israel. These are the words that Elisha declared to the king of Israel, the words that Naaman heard from that servant girl, and the words that that servant girl no doubt learned in Israel. Each of these three people had disaster in their life, right? The king of Israel, Naaman, and the servant girl. But each of their reactions was different. Each was distinct. So today, let's dive into three separate pairs of shoes and see their reactions to that statement. And the lessons we can learn from their reaction to that phrase, know that there is a prophet in Israel. So first, of course, let's put on Naaman's shoes. If I could compare Naaman to one person that we know, it would have to be Leonidas. You know that Spartan captain from the movie 300? He was strong, he was respected, he was a warrior, he was valiant, he was a leader in his country and community, and he was a commander of Aram, who was the bully on the block at that time, the strongest nation. No one else wanted to mess with Aram. And Naaman was the commander. Naaman had it made. But Unfortunately, for this Leonidas, this man among boys, he had leprosy. Now, leprosy isn't just any old skin rash. It's a disgusting skin disease that covers your whole head, your whole body. There's sores, there's wounds, there's rashes everywhere. If you saw a leper in the street, you'd have the same reaction as if you smelled a smelly dumpster or shoes after a sweaty workout. This celebrity... Naaman was an eyesore. But then he heard a message from his wife's servant. This little girl told his wife and then told him, there is a prophet in Israel and he can cure you. Now maybe Naaman could have said, that's impossible because leprosy really had no known cure at that time. But I would imagine for someone who suffers from a life-threatening disease, there is no sentence more beautiful than we have found a cure. So Naaman jumps at the chance to be cured. He takes silver, he takes gold, he takes expensive sets of clothing, he has a letter from his king, and he rides off to Israel to find this prophet. And after he's directed towards Elisha by the king of Israel, you can just see his attitude. He rolls up to Elisha's house, his whole posse stationed around him, his horses and chariots and his attendants everywhere. His head held high, his pride more obvious than his leprosy, and Naaman demanded a sign. That Elisha the prophet come out and wave his hand or do some big powerful display that this Leonidas deserves. But instead, Elisha doesn't even talk with him. Elisha sends out a messenger and tells Naaman, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River, which is a dirty river. And Naaman is ticked. He has clean rivers up in Damascus. He wanted Elisha to come out and show him the proper respect. He wanted his position, his power to be recognized by God. So Naaman turns around in a rage and storms off. And so, in the first pair of shoes, that of Naaman, we see the first reaction to disaster. Pride. Naaman thought that he could solve his problems with his money, with his connections, with his power. 
Naaman was kind of like that friend or relative we all have who always looks on WebMD for answers. You know, they say, trust in me, listen to me. I read a blog about this. I, I looked at my symptoms on WebMD. Don't listen to your doctor. Listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. I can trust in myself. Naaman had pride in himself, and he didn't trust in the word of God. Pride. And then we have the second pair of shoes. And in the king of Israel, we don't need to stand long to see that reaction to disaster. Remember that the king of Aram sent the king of Israel a letter, we read in our story, um, asking the king of Israel to cure Naaman of his leprosy. And this was the king of Israel's reaction. He said, or we read, As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he's trying to pick a quarrel with me. So in the shoes of the king of Israel, we see the second reaction to disaster. Panic. The king of Israel thought this is a setup. The king of Aram knows I can't cure leprosy. He's just looking for an excuse to attack me, to raid me again, to carry off more people, more wealth, more crops from my land. So he panicked. He's kind of like that elephant big, strong, huge elephant that looks down, sees a mouse, and starts freaking out, starts trampling everywhere and losing it. He panicked. And the thing is, the king of Israel knew about the prophet in Israel. The book of Kings is filled with stories and miracles of those two re reacting and talking with each other. The, the king of Israel knew about the prophet, but he still panicked in the face of disaster. Now, before we move on to that third pair of shoes in our story, I want to stop for a second and take a look back at those first two pairs of shoes. Before we judge them too quickly, let's think about it. If you boil everything down, their reactions to disaster really sum up all of our reactions to disaster, right? When we have problems in life, when we have our own leprosy, things that go wrong, uh, problems, um, challenges. We have one of two reactions. On one hand, we have pride. We trust in ourselves, in our power, in our wisdom, in our intelligence, and we say, I can solve this. I got this. I'm not going to pray to God. I'm not going to trust in God. I can solve this. We act like Naaman. We trust in ourselves. We act like our friends who always look on WebMD and don't trust in the doctor. We have pride. Or on the other hand, we panic. We see these, these disasters, we see these problems, and then we lose it. We worry, and we fret, and we sweat. We stay up at night worrying, thinking about this. We can't get to bed. We act like the king of Israel and tear our robes and panic. We act like an elephant scared by a mouse. And that's sin. We don't obey God. We don't trust in God. We trust in ourselves over God. We either worry, and we panic, or we have pride in our power. Now, here's a question for you. What do you think of when you hear the word hero? A cape, super speed, super strength, a Marvel movie maybe? Well, the third pair of shoes that we have today are those of a hero. That little girl from verse 2. That little girl in our story. Just imagine her fright. She wasn't much older than one of the girls in our Sunday school classes. 
she was ripped from her homeland, her house burned down, her parents probably killed in front of her eyes. And now she has to live in a foreign land and serve the person who did this to her, Naaman. What would you do in a situation like that? Maybe have pride and try and think, how can I get all out of this situation? How can I get revenge? I'm going to trust on me. Maybe you might panic and worry and lose it. Well, this little girl shows us up. Instead of panicking, instead of having pride, this little girl knew that there is a prophet in Israel. And she told that to Naaman. And so we can learn some important lessons from this girl and about our faith. This prophet brings blessing in disaster. And this prophet works by grace. Now before we move on, you have to understand that this girl did not worship Elisha. She worshipped the one Elisha worshipped and served, the one that we still worship today. This prophet spoke through Elisha and spoke to that little girl and still speaks to us today in the words of Scripture. That prophet is Jesus, the Word of God incarnate, true man and true God. He is still our prophet today and he still speaks to us in the word. And Jesus, the prophet in Israel, brings blessing in disaster. Now that's easy to say, but it's hard to believe. You might actually get mad at me for saying that. Blessing in disaster. But think about this. If your life was perfect, if, never, if no, nothing ever went wrong, would you even need God? If Naaman never had leprosy, if that servant girl was never taken captive into Aram, would Naaman have come to faith and come to know about the true God in Israel? If my life was perfect, I'm not sure if I would need God. Because we don't. Nothing goes wrong. We're not driven to him. We can trust in ourselves and everything goes great. We're happy. But then, God gives disaster. God gives leprosy, whatever form that might take in our lives. Some disaster, some trouble. And this leprosy, this disaster, takes our eyes off ourselves. It shows us how weak our faith is. This disaster shows us how much we need God. This disaster drives us back to Jesus, to the cross. And that is where our strength is, in the cross, in Jesus. So when we're at our lowest point, when we're at our most vulnerable, when we have nowhere else to go, that's when we're at our strongest because then our trust, our faith, our eyes are entirely focused on Jesus. And only through him do we have life and salvation and happiness. So find the happiness. See the happiness in your troubles. Find the joy in your sufferings because Jesus, the prophet in Israel, brings blessing in disaster. And notice how he works that. Jesus, the prophet in Israel, works through grace. And this story just screams that, doesn't it? There's grace in the dirty waters of the Jordan River that cleansed Naaman of his leprosy and his unbelief. There's grace in the leprosy that Naaman had. There's grace in the captivity of that young girl that led Naaman to faith. Because we're all Naamans of our own world who trust in ourselves. We look to ourselves and our powers. We're all kings of Israel 
who panic and worry and fret at the first sign of something going wrong. But then God, in his grace, gives us disaster that drives us back to God. And Paul says it best in his letter to the Ephesians. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Not by our decision, not by our efforts, not by our power or our might, but only by God's grace do we have salvation. So then, when we see that, the words of Elisha the prophet, that he spoke to the king of Israel, travel through time and strike our hearts. Elisha told the king of Israel, when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. Why do we tear our robes? Why are we worried? Why are we so concerned about the future? Be still and know that there is a prophet in Israel, Jesus. And he works and he saves us through grace. So the next time that you face disaster in your life, maybe you're facing it right now, leprosy, whatever form that may take, problems, challenges, don't be like Naaman. Don't trust in yourself don't be like the king of Israel and panic and worry like a scared elephant. Be like my hero. That small girl in our story who witnessed about her faith, who trusted in the prophet in Israel and the God that that prophet served. Know that there is a prophet in Israel, Jesus Christ. And he brings blessing in disaster. And Jesus works through grace. Amen.